0: Hi, and welcome to Money Files. I'm Keena Newell from Wealth Over Now. I work every day with professional women and solopreneurs to help them get out of financial overwhelm and shame so they can experience more flexibility and ease with their finances. Are you ready to gain confidence and learn to manage your finances intentionally? Tune in and grab financial tips that will help you master the way you think about and manage your finances. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Money Files. Today, I'm here with Brent. We are going to do like a Where Are They Now series. You've probably heard me mention Brent's name numerous times. and You may even call him a favorite. (laughs) But I love Brent with all of my heart, and he has definitely been one of my favorite people to work with. So hi, Brent. Hello. How are you? Good. Nice to have you back. I know. I'm excited. (laughs) I should share that I did a webinar maybe like two weeks ago and I was reading through, I mean, I don't know that you have access to this or that you have seen it any time recently, but I was like reading your intake form when we had our first call. And then I was reading like the client profile after you decided to work with me. And I'm like, dang, who is this guy? Like, I don't know him anymore, but they're was so much in your like intake form about like mindset, scarcity, like there's fear, like I think all of the financial buzzwords that you can imagine. And then and whenever you like send me a text message or a DM, it's like not not that guy that messages me at all. It's lovely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the change too, trust me.
0: <laughs> well yeah, go ahead and I'll just let you reintroduce yourself.
1: Yeah, my name's Brent. Oh, yeah, I've worked with Kina year we ended a year ago so I guess we started a year and a half ago it's funny you mentioned that reflecting back and think like who is that person because I have done that in a couple areas of my life and I didn't really think about it until you just mentioned it with this too but I remember when I started with you it was like it was COVID you know high to COVID I was at home with my family and I didn't have a lot of bills and where I started with you was like I know I'm moving out on my own again that, you know, early this summer, I don't trust myself to make smart financial decisions, and all the cleanup I had done by living at home with my family, I was so afraid I was going to throw it all away and go right back to like bad decisions. Basically, I didn't trust myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, has it been a transition? You know, having my own place, living in Atlanta, this little thing called inflation the last year. Yeah, it has, but. It's been such a weight off my shoulders how my relationship with finances is completely different.
0: Yeah. Tell us about just like the changes you've noticed for yourself. A lot. I mean, a lot. There's a lot less
1: emotion around finances. Like it used to wear me down. A lot of shame. So, you know, adding in things that you and I know well, but for anyone who's not to listen to my original story, you know, carrying debt, making poor decisions, being in a job where I don't make a whole lot of money in an education and nonprofit, yet living a life where I think I do make a lot of money, right? So I've been doing that for too long and just, I would beat myself up. I would feel less than, I would have a scarcity mindset and everything and doing the work with you. And even through the past year, money and finances just don't have that emotional toll on me any longer. Like it, it just, it just is what it is. You know, like some days are better than others. You know, I think some of the stuff I wrote down, it's like, even my relationship to perfectionism has shifted. And I, I think that this has played a part in it. Cause I remember like when I started with you, I was so hung up on getting that damn spending plan perfect mm-hmm. and having everything right. And I think in the first month we were working together, I I was at my friend's house and I had to walk away from my computer because I was so overwhelmed trying to figure that out. And now it's just something I do. It's just integrated into my life. It changes all the time. And I think that's that piece of perfection. Let go is to understand that my spending plan is this almost like a living, breathing thing in, in and of itself. And so, you know, when I forget an annual fee, I just... I just plug in it. it doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything about me or my finances or anything. I just added it and adjust. And it has taken so much emotion and just energy away from finances that I can then invest in other parts of my life.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like not having the weight of thinking about money, like how has that allowed you to show up in other areas of your life?
1: Oh, completely different. I feel I enjoy life more. I feel more intentional when I do decide to go out or like when I do spend money, like I think I, I think about it more and not from a, oh, do I have a hundred dollars left in that, you know, line item or whatever, but just more in terms of like, what's my return on my investment of my time and my money in this experience. Mm -hmm. So that shifted. But then when I am out, I can thoroughly enjoy myself instead of being like, is my car going to get declined when I swipe it? Right. Do Do I have a backup? in case that happens, that just doesn't happen anymore. It's just, it's so much more enjoyable. And I think, you know, in terms of like how I'm spending my time and energy differently, I've definitely put a lot into like my health and my fitness and and doing that. And it's been so refreshing because that has been elevated that area of my life as well.
0: I just constantly look at budgeting as not something that has to be restrictive, but it allowed you to like build the life that you desire. And I think anyone listening may have just rolled their eyes. (laughs) But it's being able to like shift beyond this, like I think the narrative you hold before you actually start to know your numbers is like, oh, I'm going to have to give up so much. Right, right. right. So like, I'm not going to get started. But by way of like recycling that story in your head, you're like actually giving up a world of possibility that you can't, I don't know any other way to like articulate this Besides the fact that like you can't imagine it because you're you're unwilling to allow yourself to experience it because of like being scared and having that conversation, which yeah, that's just what's resonating for me right now as you're talking about that like I'm like, yes, he like made it through that threshold. so now it's like what are all the other things that get to be true?
1: Yeah. Yes, part of it is like, okay, you know, obviously, you've got a, a set dollar amount to work with every month. And, you know, how do I want to spend that money? Okay, if if I want to do more, then how do I make more generate more? And you know, I have like part time things. So looking at that, but I'm actually probably making less per month now than a year ago, because I'm not carrying private clients. So I'm a coach. So I don't, I don't have private clients right now, I've decided to focus on my full time job. And then my part time doing mental health coaching and that comes in flux with demand so i've pulled that out of my budget and now i just use that money in a different way some half of it goes to savings the other half goes to like investment or paying off debt depending on you know how much it is so my budget is probably less but i never felt restrictive when i was like pulling back, it was more so just, okay, well, how do I make this work? What is most important to me? And it really goes back to one of those first exercises we did It's like, what do I value in, in life? And how do I want to spend my money? And, you know, so for me, with the health and fitness stuff I've been on currently, it it included adding a Peloton into, you know, the fitness thing. So that's a monthly payment I have now that did I need to add that? No. But when I was making that decision and weighing the pros and cons, it fell right into what is important in my life right now. And it's made me feel so much better overall in my life. So, I, you know, it's like, what's that investment and the return in different areas is how I've really looked at making a lot of my financial decisions.
0: I think that's a great question for anybody to ask themselves is like, what is the return on investment and not, you know, like interest in the bank account, <laughs> but, but thinking about time and money because... Like I have some clients who talk about what's the value of like getting their house cleaned, for instance, like, yes, it costs you money, but then what do you get in return? Because someone came and cleaned your house that week, or what's the return on investment of going and getting a coffee and sitting at the coffee shop and reading a book and being able to talk about how you spend your money in that way and looking for how it fuels your life. I actually just got back from being with my business coach. And one of the things that came up for me was like, what does luxury mean? And not even luxury in like, I want a Chanel bag. I think that's like where our minds usually go when we start to talk about luxury. But really thinking about, like there was one morning I woke up and me and one of my other coach friends, like we went on a walk and then we went to the gym. We like went to the hotel spa and sat in the steam room and then went to the pool. And I was like, this is the most like, amazing morning just to like be able to start slow but thinking about like how do I incorporate like I don't have a an access to the spa out my back door but like how do I incorporate like these moments that allow me to like slow down like that feels luxurious to me and like one thing I want to challenge everyone to think about is like what are these moments of luxury in your own life that you can incorporate and it may be the coffee or it might be like, I'm going to take a half day and go like, eat my lunch in the park. I don't know what it is. But like, what are those things that like make you enjoy life a little bit more than just like the value of of what you have in front of you? I don't know if that taps into anything for you. But yeah, that's just been thinking a lot about luxury. Yeah. No, I mean,
1: I, and again, going back to budgeting, because I think you know, even my friends who have you know seen me share things about finances and have reached out and had conversations, I think that's everyone's default is what would I have to give up? It's going to be restrictive. I'm gonna to have to cut out anything fun. And I think that's because on social media and other quote unquote finance experts, that's a lot of times the message. like sacrifice, cut, pay it off, and then you can have fun after the years of letting go of things. And that's just not how you engage and and You know, I think that's why I've been felt successful and and made good decisions. And again, it hasn't been perfect by any means. But yeah, so there are times it's like, I'm going to go to get a massage or like resort pass, have a little day pool, you know, excursion on a weekday when you take time off. Because again, how does that recharge you to show up in other areas of your life? But if I'm going to spend that $100, I can find a place where that $100 is coming from. It's not like I'm just willy nilly swiping a credit card without any intention or thought when I do those kinds of things.
0: Did you see yourself being able to maintain your budget after we finished working together? Like I
1: did, but I didn't, right? Because when we ended, I think it was right before I was moving into my own place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I've got... And I remember, you know, with you setting the money up to have like my first month's rent there and, and and, like thinking about what would the average gas bill be? And that like, so the money was there to pay those initial bills. But I'm like, Oh, this is actually now what, what my monthly spending looks like. This is very different having rent after, you know, almost a year of not having it. And so there was that trust, but I think, again, just learning and taking it paycheck by paycheck, you know, and, and playing around with it knowing it was flexible For me, a big like learning curve was, you know, moving into my place. So the only thing I had was my bed. So I had nothing to sit on, did not have a desk to work at. Like I'd gotten rid of all that stuff. And so the scarcity side of me was like, well, I'll just wait until I have the money to do that. That's the responsible thing to do. And then I was sitting in this big bare, white, boring apartment. (laughs) And I was like, my comfort is worth something. My like to be excited to be at home, you know, I work from home. So work, sleep, eat everything here to be able to enjoy this space and want to have people over. I realized that meant something to me. And so it was like when I decided to look for furniture, look for plants, you know, things I don't need, but that make it feel like a home. I was really intentional in like what I bought when I bought it. But also, I just listened to your credit card podcast this morning. But (laughs) thinking about how to use things to my advantage. So 0% financing or what was that time period and just having a clear plan of, okay, if I'm going to buy this couch and it's got this many years of zero interest, where does that fall in place of like other things I want to pay off? Mm-hmm. So again, old brand just would have swiped, not cared, bought stuff. Oh, that's 24%, no big deal, I'll pay it off. But to really be intentional about those decisions. And I I mean, I love where I live. So like, again, that investment and my happiness. And yes, did I add to my debt? I did. But I feel like I have a clear plan. There wasn't the emotional shame after the purchases. And and I love my space and what I've created here in my my new home.
0: And I think I would say like, you're saying you added to your debt. But what I actually hear is you considered, I mean, if you use 0% interest, whatever it is, the couches, the $1,000, we need you to pay $20 a month for the next eight years, whatever that looks like, right? It sounds like you went in and you actually said like, is this feasible and what would be the plan moving forward, which I think is a much different position than I'm going to do it and I'll figure it out later.
1: Oh, absolutely. That was the old brunt. That was, I'll I'll get to that later. And this was like, well, how does this impact? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even before I saw what the payment was, I'm like, how does this fit into my spending plan? I'm going to intentionally put this in beforehand Mm -hmm. so I know what that impacts of the other areas of my life. Very different approach.
0: I just I want just to highlight that for you, you know, because like, yes, we could look at it as adding to debt, right? But I think that there's because I think there's a real part of life where you're like, crap, I wasn't prepared for this moment. And so I want to make a decision that I feel like confident in. And I I think we don't talk enough about that in those in financial Mm -hmm. spaces. Like, because I've had clients where it's like, crap, something happened to my car, right? And like, yes, I have five hundred dollars, but this is going to cost me a thousand. So we're talking about where's the additional five hundred coming from? And I think like that is a notable skill set to have to know how much money do I have, what's the difference of it, right? And and I'm making a plan, and it, it's okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, I had I had a medical procedure last November. And then once, you know, insurance and, you know, the back and forth, like once the dust settled, I'm like, whoa, that's a bill. Mm -hmm. And then again, taking advantage of some, you know, 0% financing, but still it was like a couple hundred dollars a month. And initially, you know, yes, scarcity and how am I going to figure this out kicked in. But when I really sat down and I just inserted into my spending plan, I'm like, okay, where do I find that money? What do I look at? How do I rearrange this? It goes back to that. It takes the emotion out of it. It's for me, at least to just look at that grid and, and move the numbers around and be like, okay, I got this, I got this. And then, you know, I've been able to take that off my spending plan. So I haven't paid it off, but I have the money to pay it off. It's one of those, like mentioned, I'm, you know, thinking career change and transition and not wanting to get rid of my full safety net of some savings, just in case there's a little bit of a gap there. But you know, knowing that I have that money to pay it off and I don't have that monthly um, number on my spending plan has been huge. And it just feels like I'm in so control, so much control of my finances and my just financial health. And I've never felt that way before.
0: Yeah. I think about you, one, you talked about trust earlier, which I think is really important. But I also think about you because I remember when we were on the consult. We got to a point where we started talking about like self worth. Oh yeah, Yep. and how it related to finances. And I don't know that I've had ever had as an explicit of a conversation about self worth with anybody that I worked with until I like me and you met. (laughs) But but since that point, I've just been thinking so much about it. And then I know I posted something on on Instagram and you were talking about also continuing to invest in yourself, but I'm curious, like what has been your journey in terms of like self-worth, like the power of investing in yourself? Cause I think that this is also something that we don't talk about is like, how do you invest in yourself? And I think it's something that we have to like learn how to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, that self-worth thing and self-value is huge. You know, we, and I know you shared, like I was able to negotiate an increase in my salary at work. Um, I just always felt like, you know, like a good Midwesterner, you're just thankful <laughs> to have a job and you do hard work and people will reward you as they <laughs> see fit. And you know, it took a lot of back and forth with me and you to be like, no, you need to name name your price almost in a way. And that was also when I was increasing my coaching prices as well. So you know that was a huge breakthrough for me to be like, no, this is what I'm worth. Like this is what I this is what I want. And it kind of tied back into like what do I want to live on? Right? Like, how do I want to live my life? And what does that take? But also, like, I know I bring value and hard work and everything else. So naming that and, and putting, you know, a dollar value on that was huge. I think for my self worth, like, yes, so I, I did share the thing where I'm like, how I invest in myself in terms of you know, some different coaches. So like, with you a year and a half ago, like I said, i been working with a career and resume coach just to help me freshen that up. You know, I have a personal trainer, virtual personal personal trainer. I've been working with him for this, the end of this month would be two years. And I don't recognize so, that Brent from two years ago, who started working out who was like a 20 pound dumbbell and two burpees. I was like, whoo, done. You know, and today <laughs> I was throwing up a, fo- a 50, you know? Uh-huh. So, you know, just to see that growth and and know that, both the time and the money invested into myself, like all that has just affected my self-worth and how I show up. I mean, even like dating, like being new, you know, new in a city and meeting people and going out, like how I choose to spend my time or what I choose to do with certain people is a reflection of my self-worth. Like that (laughs) has really affected like how I want to spend time with people and what I want to do.
0: How did you like, I'm going to use the word coach, Cause I do like, I'm thinking about it kind of in terms of like self-talk, like even thinking about your trainer, like how did you get yourself to a point where you were like, I'm going to invest in myself.
1: For me, it all started in 2019 when I did my coach training program. I think that was the first time I really invest in myself and just had a lot of breakthroughs and saw such an upward progression and elevation in my life for doing that. But it's funny. Like, I think when I started I'm, with my, personal trainer. He's one of my best friends that we went to grad school together 10 years ago. Um, and I simply reached out to him to be like, hey, is there an app I can download that'll show me like, if I want to do arms for the day, it'll give me five exercises. He just kept asking me questions. He was like, bro, you know, this is what I do for a living, right? I'm like, well, I know you own a CrossFit gym, but mm-hmm. I know you did personal training. And so, so that's how it started. And now I couldn't imagine not spending that money or having those workouts come from him the feedback, the support, the accountability, all that. And I think, you know, when you see positive and, and working with you too is another great example, like when you have positive results and you see your life change and to not recognize the person you were when you started that journey, if it worked in that one area of your life, why wouldn't it work elsewhere? And so that's where it's like, okay, what's the next thing I want to work on in my life or who do I need for support or accountability? What does that mean? And what am I willing to invest or spend? does that look like as well? So you know, I think about that a lot with different areas in life. Like what's next?
0: How do you think your work with finances has like impacted your circle? Like my friends?
1: Mm-hmm. And, stuff? and family. Um, I, I I put this down. I don't think so much with my family. I can't think of like specific examples, but you know, I share a lot of your content on social media. because <laughs> I, I am and always will be a fan. But what I've noticed is How many people reach out to me and they're like, hey, tell me more about this person or tell me more about this or about your journey. And just, I feel like when my weight of shame and the the scarcity mindset or you know, just the perfectionism, like not hiding behind that and really opening up like, hey, I've had this journey and here's what's changed my life that people are asking and inquisitive and just willing to share where they are, what their struggles are. And part of me is like, God, just imagine if this was the norm. If we just talked about like, Hey, I can't go out for dinner tonight because X, Y, and Z, but so many people will just go out and swipe a credit card and be like, I'll figure that out later. Because you don't want to let people in or, or let people know you've had a you know unexpected expense come up, or just that you don't wanna do it because it's not in alignment with how you wanna spend your time or your money. Like I think if those conversations were so much more normal, we'd just be so much closer. And that's the one thing I've noticed the most is both close friends and just kind of like acquaintances. Have opened up via social media, you know, messages into like, hey, tell me more about this kind of stuff, and just opening that door to possibility for them. Who knows what might happen?
0: I love that, it's like this night, and you created like your own. You're creating your own conditions too that you get to like engage with your friends around finances because you're right. We don't say like, oh no, I can't afford that, or it's not even not being able to afford it as much as like I don't want to spend my money like that, right? Thanks. <laughs> Give me the next time, <laughs> but not this time. Okay, I'm looking at my questions to see what what I haven't asked you. I don't think I've asked you any of the questions on <laughs> the list of questions I've sent to you, which is fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what would you say? I'm gonna ask one of them because I know that you you wrote down some notes, but like what results have blown your mind since we started working together?
1: Um, I've mentioned a couple of couple of them already. So, like my relationship to perfectionism, that's changed a lot. Like I said, so much less stress and emotion over money. You just don't panic and I don't get overwhelmed. I remember sending you, I don't remember, I can't remember if I sent like a screenshot or what it was, but my savings, like I have a savings, I have an emergency savings line and You know, I manipulated and played with your spending plan. You probably don't recognize what it looks like now, but, you know, it (laughs) works for me. It's what I created. So I've had these columns for like, okay, if my power bill is $50 a month, then three months of my power bill, I need to have $150 saved. And so I have a lot, a column that's a three month savings and like Mm -hmm. all of my foundational core need to pay monthly bills. I have three months.
0: That's awesome.
1: Not including the current month. So technically four months in a way. I don't know, like, I didn't know anything near that before, you know, but like to feel if, you know, I lost my job tomorrow or something happened to know that, yeah, I'd have to like get rid of Paramount Plus or HBO Max (laughs) because like, I don't consider those core foundational. Yeah. Netflix, maybe because, you know, I I, I run the family account, but my power would be paid. My internet is there. Like I, it wouldn't be a worry. I have three months of like safety Mm -hmm. that was just foreign to me before. So that's huge. I think the other biggest change too is how my emotions or like when I'm feeling down, I mean, I worked in retail for 12, 15 years. So retail therapy is for real in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still like to go out and spend money and make myself feel better. But again, it's the, like the choice and the intention of when and how I do it. So I typically go out like with what I want and why and what it's for. But even like when I see things on social media or, you know, just shopping online and not remember if you've talked about this or just, you know, heard it elsewhere, but I have like a, a note and I'll put it in, you know, is this a want or a need? And then I put the link to the item and I give myself like one night to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And most of the time I don't come back and buy it the next day, but then I have it for when you know I realize I actually need it or when I have a little bit of extra money and I want to like treat myself, I have like a go-to list and it's things that I've looked up and thought about intentionally. And you know, so that's changed as well. And it's just been, again, it's just so much less emotional weight and energy around it.
0: Gosh, that is like such... That's such a good feeling. Cause even for myself, this is a silly one, but I, I went out of town and I remember before going out of town, I was like, I need a new broom for my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of the broom that I have in my kitchen. And I was like, I remember searching best brooms for tile. And so I had done all of this like Amazon research, which God only knows that wasn't real research. And I was thinking about it like literally yesterday. And I was like, "Keenan, I'm so proud of you. You didn't buy that broom. Like, I really don't need a broom. <laughs> but there was an urge in the moment that I had that I was like, I feel like my broom is not sweeping well enough. So therefore, let me go spend 30 bucks. And it's not even about the money, right? But it's just like being able, like, I am alive, guys. And I am using the same broom that I had a week and a half ago. <laughs> And how many things like that come into our homes because everything is so accessible Mm -hmm. and we don't like give ourselves like time to think and neither does the internet or anything else around us. Like everything is so instant. So yeah, I just love that you, you have like this little system.
1: Worked out well. Tub me out.
0: (laughs) So if you're listening to this, I think you should adopt Brent's system because- It's just going to allow you, like, it's one small change you can make to start feeling better about your finances immediately and the things that you're welcoming and bringing into your life. So you actually have things that you love and not a whole bunch of junk or a bucket of returns to take back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is there anything else on your list?
1: Um, Not in that area. No, no. I touched on a couple other ones already, but yeah, those are some of the big ones I've just results that I you know again, thinking back to when we started a year and a half ago, if you would if you would have told me about the three month savings and having an emergency line item with savings, yeah I, I just would have laughed and told you there's no way.
0: so now that you have that like what what is your mind opening up to as like possible like what do you see in the near future for yourself?
1: The big ones is you know that like I really see a light at the end of the tunnel and have been really smart about. Again, thinking about what you talked about this morning when I listened to your podcast. But you know, just what's the plan? What's the payoff? Getting clear on like when a promotional interest rate ends and what's the plan for that or how to have it paid off by then. But also to start, I do have the line on my spending plan. I don't have money dedicated to it right now, but a down payment on a house, condo. Like that is the next big, big thing.
0: Well, you know that's the next big thing I'm gonna bug you about.
1: I appreciate that.
0: You guys didn't hear the conversation before we started talking, but I was like, Hey, Brent, how's it going with the house surge? He's like, Oh, you know, interest rates. I was like, I don't want to hear any of that. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because it, right? Like, it goes back to this narrative, especially like everybody's talking about how high the interest rates are. But I think that there's so, it's so important to see the thing that you want. So I talked to Brent about first time home buyer programs. He's like, I have them in a bookmark. I was like, Great. Can you pull them into the screen and actually start looking at them? So you know what you need to start like making that plan. Cause I'm just, I think that it's so important to visualize where you want to be next financially because your brain is going to go to work for it. Just like you got the raise while we were working together. Right. Yeah. Like There's just, there's so much more. I'm just saying this so it's recorded.
1: I appreciate that.
0: In time.
1: Proof of it. Yes.
0: Yes. So what advice would you give to yourself? Like if you could go back and give advice to yourself from when we first started, what would it be?
1: I mean two things and we we touched on a little bit, but the don't worry about getting it perfect.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I think that was such a huge learning curve for me. And like I said, the first, you know, probably month of doing the spending plan, I just stressed out about getting it perfect. And oh my gosh, there's a penny off. And, <laughs> you know, I'd want to just throw the whole thing away and start over. But then you just work through it. And, and that, I think, you're not related to finances, but that whole, like, you're going to figure this out. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're, you're going to forget to put in an annual fee somewhere. You can add, guess what? You can add that in later.
0: Ooh. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. just
1: that has been huge for me. But it's also helped me in other areas of my life to be like, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. Like, I'm giving it my all. I'm being intentional. And I'm much happier, like go figure, instead of worrying about being perfect. The other piece, and you know, we talked about that, is that money doesn't define value in my life. And you know, I carried that weight of shame and everything for decades. It felt like really since my early 20s, it's just so freeing. That alone, like had I had known that was going to be the end result of five months with you, I mean, it just, it's, it's that in itself is worth it all.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I feel like you answered this because we we've talked about like the trust and confidence. Yeah. Do you have anything else there to say about like how confidence or trust or awareness has shown up in your life?
1: I I mean, I think we talked about a lot of that, you know, with like the trust and confidence and just some of those experiences where I've been, you know, nudged off or bumped off or something comes unexpectedly. And and those old ways of being or reacting kind of kick in. But I think what this has taught me is I can handle it. Like you, it, you're you going to figure it out. And like I tell my clients that I work with, you know, coaching doesn't change life. It doesn't change what happens in life or what triggers mm-hmm. you or the circumstances. What it changes is how you react and that, you know, there's different ways to react and have a different result. And so I remind myself of what I tell my clients, you know, in this. <laughs> the awareness i i am a huge like i have my tuesday and friday money dates like that is, those are standing things in my mind and my calendar like first thing i do when i get back from the gym and i'm eating breakfast having my coffee like i i run through my whole thing i still have my quicken it works in my system <laughs> I get rid of my Quicken. You you know I love my (laughs) Quicken.
0: Microsoft's 1995.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I have a system. It works. I put money into my, you know, like I move it out of my groceries or my whatever line because I I use my um, Amex to get points and stuff. But I just move it into the Amex line. And then I pay that off every time I get a paycheck. So I pay it twice a month. And you know, so that's been huge, but it's also that awareness. Like I was joking about, Oh, I forgot that, you know, annual fee. What happened? Like I signed up for a Starbucks, you know, visa to get a whole bunch of free stars and then forgot the little detail that there was an annual fee, <laughs> but two things with that one, I'm like, okay, well I need to put this in my spending plan, but I did have that moment of, is this worth it? Like, is this annual fee worth what I'm getting from this card or do I not need this card for me? And what I get for free from Starbucks, it was well worth paying, I think the $49. But mm-hmm. you're know, just putting that into my spending plan and little things like I, I'm in the front runners running club here in Atlanta and it's like $30 a year annual, you know, annual membership. But I put that in my spending plan and it's like, what is that, two something a month? But just the fact that it's there, it's planned for. And you'd be, I think people would truly be surprised when you add up those small little things like, oh, it's just $40 or it's just 25. But when you start adding all that up and see that those little things are eating like 50 to $75 a month of your budget, like it ties back into your values. And is that how you want to spend it instead of the, like, oh, it's just $40 here, $50 there. But like you have the full picture and even it's only like two or $3 a month is that how you want to spend your money overall? Like that awareness for me has been really big as well.
0: Yeah. Especially like those two and $3, like you're saying, just like being able to have it all laid out because there's so many things that we forget about because we sign up. Like you were talking about Paramount plus or Disney plus, right. You sign up for it because you were going to watch whatever season. Yep. And then you like, look at it and you're like, Oh, I could be using that in some other area of my life that better serves me. And I don't actually I mean I wish you wouldn't give Starbucks money just because they're coffee, you know. You should teach you how to use the French press. Um I do have, that's what I use
1: most of the week. With, I I, with I go to Starbucks once a week.
0: Or a higher quality of coffee. That's, oh no, I
1: don't use Starbucks coffee at home. Okay. okay. But I do like Starbucks. I don't like brewed coffee at Starbucks it's coffee drinks and I have a reserve okay. Sorry, the Starbucks not the regular Starbucks nearby. I just like
0: to mess with you I'm like Starbucks <laughs> like so let's also while coaching with Kina we'll make sure that you have access to the finer things in life <laughs> I'm all about elevation <laughs> okay I have I haven't done this before so there's three statements you're gonna finish okay yep I got all things. right so at first I thought budgeting was blank, but now I think blank.
1: And I put down at first, I thought budgeting was restrictive, but now I think it's an opportunity to review your decisions about where and how you spend your money and make decisions to align that with how you want to show up and live your life. I
0: love that. One thought I use regularly.
1: My net worth doesn't define my self-worth.
0: Ooh, you're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, The result I'm most proud of is?
1: have 2 Sticking to the spending plan. You know, again, I think back to when I started and like, I don't, it was trust. It was the perfection, all that. But, you know, sticking to it and using it, it's just allowed me to enjoy my life. But at the same time, keeping a focus on my finances, where I'm putting my money, debt management, the reduction, the savings focus, like all that. And like I said, I've, you know, tweaked it and tailored it to how I want to use it and organize it. And that's, you know, again, it's just this living, breathing document in my life now. And then the other result is just the emotional and mental weight lifted off of me. You know, it's allowed me so much growth and expansion in my life with my finances, but everywhere in life, because you're not having that weight and that shame and feeling scarcity all the time. It has opened up just so much more happiness and possibility in other areas of my life. So, you know, I just have such a completely different relationship with my money and finances and my self worth because of all this.
0: Well, is there anything I didn't ask you that you're like, Kina, I have to share this? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, if you still got some stalkers out there just listening and liking <laughs> your social media, they need to. They need to jump on, jump on board and do it.
0: <laughs> I love my hashtag Kena Lurkers. Brent and Taviana are friends. If you've heard Taviana's story and, you know, she thought the Kino Kool-Aid <laughs> that Brent had just drank it and she was worried for him. Now they both drank it and they're totally hypnotized. She and- did
1: check, you know, I think what was it, <laughs> the Better Business Bureau? She was yes. doing a background <laughs> check on you, making sure you were legit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it. Yeah, I just want everybody to like experience what you've experienced when it comes to finances. Or, I mean, I think I've told numerous stories where I think so many people can find themselves in a pocket of like, "Ooh, that's me," and that relates. Just wanted to do life a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: it, I would say if people are still listening, if you're feeling like weighed down, shame, if you're that scarcity mindset, and you know, it it it's real. Like I I've been there where it's like you know, I get paid every 15 days and five days in I've, it's sitting at zero. What do I do the next 10? Like I've been there, done that. And a lot of that is tied into the the mindset. And so, you know, yes, it's like, how do you look at the numbers, work with the actual dollars, generate more income, change your spending, but also shifting that mindset while doing the number work, it just completely shifts things. And you'll never go back to that you know, it's like once you're aware and once you've seen it, you 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 can choose to go back and do the same old BS and and have that life. But chances are you're gonna wanna continue to like grow and evolve and you know go down this path. It's just been great.
0: When you talk about shifting mindset, like can you elaborate on that? Like what were what did you notice those shifts to be?
1: Yeah. I mean for me. Again, the, the self-worth and the value was huge, but just that scarcity, like, instead of feeling like, oh, this is all I have, you know, that restrictive, right? So, like, I've only got this much money or i am I'm I've, I'm spent it all. Okay, well, how, how did I spend it? Like, what did I actually spend it on? And so tying it back to, like, where I spent it and knowing that, well, that's not how I want to, that's not where I want to put my money. That's not supporting my life. It just felt good in the moment or was easy in the moment, but you know, all that has shifted my mindset around how do I want to spend money? Um, when do I want to order in food or or not, you know, just cause I'm feeling lazy on a Tuesday night, but I have meals in my freezer. Like why not do that? Cause I, you know, if I choose to do that on Tuesday night, then my treat later in the week when I want to order in a nice meal, is isn't going to be there. So like all that for me has been my mindset shift. That's just allowed me so much more flexibility and freedom.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like I just wanted to say for listeners, so they know, like, if this is something I wanted to work on today, what would that look like? And I think you've asked, you have presented a lot of different questions that you ask yourself. So if you're listening to this, or I would say like any one of my podcasts that you're listening to going through and like writing down some of the questions, right? Because I think it's I would underscore the the words like self-talk, but like, how are you talking to yourself about money? Because if you can change some of the questions you're asking, it's going to shift how you think overall and just position you to handle your finances differently. So just wanted to give like a little action line for people <laughs> in case they're like, I don't, I don't understand mindset. I think it's something we throw around, but it's like, how do you actually shift it? So, well, thank you, Brent. I appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) And if you want to apply to work with me and experience more ease with your finances, you can go to www.wealthovernow.com backslash appointment. Thank you so much for listening to Money Files. If you're ready to take the next step to reach your financial goals, head to www.wealthovernow.com backslash appointment and let's get started.